Prepare yourself, because Wingstop's boneless meal deal is coming in hot. 20 crispy, juicy, boneless wings, sauced and tossed in four soul-satisfying flavors, with two dips and a large fry, all for only $15.99. So call the crew, because this meal deal feeds two to three. Get it delivered at Wingstop.com, or post up, our dining rooms are back open. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Valid for limited time at participating locations, Wingstop.com, or the Wingstop app. Prices may vary by location, subject to applicable tax. I don't get really fired up too often and never about partisan politics. Well, almost never. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. And what is the biggest threat to our liberty in the here and now, especially since the last time that we were together? I was I took some time off for UGA football, but I am back for the foreseeable future on Saturdays at from three to six. But what has been the most significant thing to me actually happened this week, yesterday. The articles of impeachment, the the House Judiciary Committee passed along party lines two articles of impeachment against Trump, one for abuse of power and the other for obstruction of Congress, I think technically it's called. And then it goes to the bigger house for a vote next week, and uh, if all goes according to plan, they will probably pass it if it's still along party lines. Then it goes to the Senate for actual trial. Now, I looked back on when Bill Clinton was impeached, And actually, the articles of impeachment for him were passed by the House on December 19th, 1998. So maybe it'll happen on that anniversary. And he was acquitted on February 12th, I think. Just so it was just a couple of months. It didn't drag on a whole year. I don't know how they're going to play it out next year, I think. So I have I think that there are a couple of reasons for this. I think this is all like kabuki theater or it just uh, it's a show for us. It's reaching preposterous proportions. And I, you know, me, I'm always down the rabbit hole. I think there are three purposes here. I think they're intentional, but they don't have to be intentional, but they are actually happening. That's for sure. One is that this whole thing, which was based on a call that Trump made to the president of Ukraine, which said where Trump may or may not have asked him to investigate any Ukrainian interference in 2016 election, uh, U.S. election or any interference that originated there, and also to investigate Hunter Biden and uh, Burisma. So and then that was supposedly a quid pro quo uh, against aid that we had withheld to send over there and a White House meeting. Now, I personally do not read that call that way. I don't even if you think that might be the underlying factors, I don't believe that there's enough there to to hold anyone legally accountable in any way for any wrongdoing. There was no, nothing actually came of it. And in fact, I actually wondered at a certain point if if this was the way to keep, if actually making this a U.S. issue was a way to keep Ukraine from investigating Burisma. And I just saw a headline this week that said Zelensky holds back on Burisma probe. So in reality, what's happening here, and he blamed this process. So what's happening here actually affected Zelensky in the opposite way of what we're told was the goal of that call. 
But Parliament didn't ask Zelensky to probe Burisma as a result of U.S. action. That was in the works already, from what I can tell, because they they did, right before all this stuff happened at the end of the spring, they started looking into Privat Bank, which is an affiliated company with Burisma that is still at the heart of Ukrainian politics and IMF money. So it's a very important issue for Ukraine, and they were going to dig into it. So as luck would have it for Joe Biden, his running for office, Trump interfering in this way, gives Zelensky cover to shut that down. Now, Zelensky is going to want to shut it down anyway, because his um, the guy who was his puppet master when Zelensky was an actor, Kolomoisky, is the guy who owned Privat Bank. So Zelensky is personally interested, or at least his good friends are personally interested in Burisma not being investigated. And now he has cover for that because he says we need aid from the U.S. We don't want to do this. So I think the underlying issue is actually backfiring. And that, to me, makes me wonder how stupid are these people or how smart are they? Two other things I think that will come of this is that Trump will get reelected. I think that this will backfire I think the Democrats look ridiculous and partisan and mean-spirited. And this will, I think they actually wouldn't mind Trump getting reelected because if you look at a big piece of legislation that came down this week, the USMCA, which is an absolutely straight-up globalist trade deal that I hope to really lay out for you, at least why I think that it's a, a triumph for globalism in this show, I would like to lay that out. But it, but Pelosi said she ate their lunch with this. They're her negotiating crushed the Republicans in this. Trump hailed it as a success. And I think that the Democrats can see working with Trump. So they can't say they want to get him back in. And this gives them cover for losing on purpose. That's maybe too far down the rabbit hole. I don't know. And then... Ultimately, stuff like this, I think, is very easy to see as the smoke and mirrors that's needed to get something like USMCA passed without any public scrutiny at all. If there was nothing in the news, if it was a slow news week, people would have to cover it. As it was, Pelosi released the articles of impeachment two hours before she announced that after a year of wrangling, they finally came to terms on the USMCA. Now, I don't think that was such a, wow, all of a sudden this happened because all of the relevant parties were sitting at a table in Mexico City, pens in hand with that document in front of them, ready to stroke their signatures as soon as the word came down from Pelosi. So I think that the timing was highly orchestrated, but impeachment provides a lot of cover for for any real policy matters. Bill Barr has basically, when I was rereading what Bill Barr brought out with Project Guardian, it almost makes failing a background check a crime. It will That will trigger an investigation and consequences. I mean, these are things that you probably haven't heard of outside of this show or uh, my producer Binkley and I do a podcast. Binkley, hi, how are you doing? I just wanted to get that out there, but here you are. I'm great, how are you? I'm great. I So I'm telling people that we do a daily show, Drive Time News Blast, which you can find at thepropreport.com or uh, under Propaganda Report in any of the podcast feeds that you listen to. And we cover this stuff fairly consistently. We dig into what's in the news. But I ha- a lot of these things I hadn't. I It was on page six or whatever, the deep buried stuff. And for me, these are the policy matters that, that make a big difference and that Republicans Republicans wouldn't really like. So so this impeachment thing, I think you and I 
Bingley had a funny reaction is that I was so infuriated by this, not because of the what I just laid out, what I think that is really going on behind the scenes, because that's just party politics. But for me, what really infuriated me is that I feel like this is part of a pattern of intentionally making our system flawed though it is it does really it 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 has worked it has conflict resolution it has a way to come to agreement it's a terribly corrupt and coercive system but its mechanisms its process have been effective and i feel like across the board i won't rattle them off beyond like maybe criminal justice and the way they look at um uh the surveillance state and a censorship state like things like this how they use terrorism or drug war or whatever to promote the surveillance state and the censorship state all that stuff is there to undermine our fund as michael chertoff the department of homeland security second chief of that said we need a fundamental we need congress to institute a new fundamental legal architecture and i've seen kind of echoes of that all over the place and when i see something like this a true subversion of the of any kind of common sense application of the law or when i hear people telling kids to walk out of school or subvert the system or don't follow the rules even though there are rules for this that work there and i just feel like there's a there's an intentional attempt to undermine the system so that we will have a new legal architecture. And and to see the Democrats do that, like, made me super mad. And I'm not saying the Republicans aren't even playing along, but it made me super mad. And you said that you witnessed that, among other people you were surprised to see, could really get fired up over that. Yeah, Scott Adams does a podcast, and he doesn't really get angry about stuff, but he came back to his podcast after the impeachment stuff and he had had it and he was swearing and he couldn't understand why he was so angry. And we both had similar reactions. It just yeah, wore and, people down. And so here I am. I'm not, I just, I don't even, I'm not a defender of Trump. I think this will get him reelected. Yeah. But, but I believe, but I feel like it's not just such a bad precedent because then we'll have impeachments all over the place. It's a bad precedent because what it's going to show is and you can see it in the Boris Johnson election. They were talking about it wasn't so much that he won, but that Democrats lost. And and they talk about how the internal processes within the parties aren't working. And the election itself has somehow gets us the leaders who are the opposite of what we really want and need. And so when the Democrats screw this up and Trump wins again, they're going to say this system is so broken that when we use it, we actually get the opposite of what we want. Yeah, I think the election is going to be democracy's last stand in the way that they present it. I think so, too. And I'm not even a fan of democracy. I'm a fan of objective law, which I don't even think needs a coercive government. I think it's, as I've said a thousand times, don't touch me or my stuff. And if you look at that and you think of it honestly, we can all get behind it. And that's kind of what bothers me about these articles of impeachment is that you look at it and you there's no honesty there. And law, although it looks black and white, requires a certain level of common sense or logical honesty or or recognition of of the the 
intention of these rules. And say, they just turn it on its head. Common sense and logical honesty are two things that have not been associated with the impeachment inquiry thus far. Agreed totally. And what I'm hoping for and why I think one thing that actually makes me happy about the fact that we're enraged about it, although I think they're intentionally enraging us because that's how it looks like the system is broken down, but that we still have standards that this violates. Anyway, so if other people, maybe people have a different reaction or the same, let's see if, if other people had that kind of emotional reaction. Give me a call, 404-872-0750 or 800-WSB-TALK. We'll take some calls after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. I'm not interested in fantasies. I'm interested in reality. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Let's waste no time. Get to the phones if you want to. What do you really think is going on here with the impeachment? What do you want to see? 404-872-0750. You can call 800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Gregory right off the bat. Hey, Gregory, you're on with Monica. Monica, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm well. I just wanted to make a comment, and that is that I think the entire, our entire democracy you see don't like it, but that's what it is. I think it's being undermined by both sides. You know, if me, and I served in the military, being an American citizen, if I get subpoenaed, I've got the honor, oh, I go to jail. It's just that simple. And all these loopholes for these politicians, whether it's to the right or left, to me is just making a mockery of whatever this system is, and it's a bunch of crap, in my opinion. The Democrats should have been fired up about Hillary not answering to the subpoenas and what was being requested by the Congress and uh, whatever. And the same thing with the president. You don't get off. You don't get to stop. That, that he, he just checks and balances. And they don't mean anything but the people. These government officials get to get away with this stuff. If you subpoena, you're supposed to honor it. That's what these soldiers are fighting for. So to me, I think we're headed for this one world government and we're being undermined by both sides. They're just playing good cop, bad cop. Because... Oops, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I wanted to respond, Gregory. Uh, the I absolutely think that we're headed to one world government, and I want to talk about the USMCA as the foundation stone of the one world government that is being ushered in while all eyes are on impeachment. I agree with you that the subpoena thing is the is the where to where the meat of this is because just like resisting arrest, when these underlying these underlying uh, charges don't even have to be to have any weight. Like the Mueller thing says Trump didn't collude, but he might have obstructed justice. So it's kind of a trap. You know, Nixon was was gotten that same way. He wasn't in on the break in at all. He was in on a cover up, but he was actually entrapped by Dean. So these it's almost like they want to get you and they do get you if you don't follow that procedure. So I think that that's the more serious allegation. I'm with you there. But you can go back to Operation Fast and Furious, Daryl Issa, Eric Holder. They played this out in front of us, but no consequences were ever meted out. And it, and it, nothing was ever gotten to the bottom of. So this has been going on for a long time. You're right. But I do think that they kind of crossed a line by bringing this to the level of impeachment when the underlying offense is so squishy. No. All right. So I got, well, anyway, I have to actually go to a hard break, Gregory. So 
Uh, I'm going to have to, I'm happy to take more calls, more feedback after the break. 404 872 750 wsb talk I also want to kind of pull out why I think this underlying charge was so squishy. There's more evidence since last time I talked to you that Ukraine, uh, that, that this isn't about Trump's call at all, that there really is corruption in Ukraine. Stay tuned. This is Monica Perez. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at 95.5 WSB. Monica Perez. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? On 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. I am waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6. I am back. And it's a good thing I'm back because things are heating up. This impeachment has got uh, my blood boiling. And I actually said that out loud. And my son, who has Down syndrome, was like, how is that possible? How is it possible that your blood is boiling? And I was like... (laughs) I couldn't. I was like, it's a figure of speech. So I was, he was worried. He was worried about the impact that the impeachment had on me. And me, who I'm not, my mom and my brother are huge Trump supporters, huge. And I'm, just, I'm not a hater. I think he's an actor. I think that we're going to get globalism in the guise of not globalism. That's where I think this is headed. But my son goes to public school. So of course, they're like all anti-Trump and bring him home, like completely brainwash him. So my brother got on a campaign to get my son to like Trump because my son is going to be able to vote this year. I'm like, dude, wow, uh, I know. So I was trying to explain to him and he's like, why would anyone like Trump? My son said, and I said, well, think about it this way. Like, you know how you want to drive a car and you're not allowed to drive a car because you have Down syndrome. Like that's like his biggest disappointment in life. And I said, well, what if Trump wanted to make a law to let people with Down syndrome drive? And ever since I suggested that, because he's not that sophisticated, he doesn't understand it was a hypothetical. Yeah. Now he's pro-Trump. And he tried, my, my brother sent him Trump bumper stickers, so he started handing them out at school, and he got <laughs> wow. in big trouble. Did he? Yeah, I said, look, you're, it's, everybody's going to love you if you hate him, but if you start loving him, keep it to yourself. He's, it's to it that he's like, I'm confused. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry, honey. Anyway, he thinks that my blood is actually boiling. It's not, but I was really mad. And you're talking to somebody who I think this is all a show. And I'm still mad because as much as I have my own ideology about how what I think a just society would look like, a free and just society, I've I've moved. I'm so disgusted by how things are actually working these days that I've I've begun to think that you're better off with good faith execution of government, administration of government, than the ideology you prefer. That like the corruption is so powerful and anything can be corrupted that really we need to just keep our eye on what's what's happening up there. And this impeachment thing is a perfect example of how they're kind of colluding almost or cooperating to to undermine the, the stability, the fabric of our of of what makes us makes life be able to progress like for us to be able to function economically to go home at night and not freak out not be attacked i just i feel like they're really trying to precipitate crises so they can rewrite our fundamental laws which do provide a lot of protections against government overreach it's our last hope that that thin ecru line of the bill of rights 
Anyway, so I'm going to go to some calls, 404-872-0750. wonder if people agree with me or what. I'm going to James. James, you're on with Monica. Hello. Oh, yeah, here you go. Hi, James. Hey, Monica. Uh, it's so delightful to hear you uh, again on the radio. At uh, I've been looking for you, and I, I've, I'm a, a call in a couple times, but I want to invite you on my show. I have a YouTube. You go to Faith unveil network and i'm 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 the host of the program called you can't handle the truth <laughs> well and I, I have, i've got eight shows so far i'm in 115 countries and uh it's such a demand of, of they want me to produce five more shows to make it 13 shows for a complete season of season one well, if you are a good faith, if this is a good faith opportunity and you are what you say you are, I basically never say no to a cordial invitation. So I'm I'm happy to have it. Feel free to email me through my website, which is MonicaPerezShow.com or ThePropReport.com where you can find all of our podcasts, Binkley and I. But I will, I will warn you, I've gotten taken down from YouTube, so I might be too hot to handle. <laughs> but we'll see if you're willing to take the chance i'm happy to participate i'm gonna go to joe joe you are on with monica can you hear me well, thanks mom for talking my call again yeah i can hear you can you hear me yeah go for it what you got look i'm just gonna start at the bottom real quick and try to put this all together in the in a nutshell believe it or not i mean right down at the bottom of attorney general lynch to rice to samantha powers on up to Comey himself, on up through Hillary, of course, right to the front door of Barack Obama. If somebody in this administration is not carried away in an orange jumpsuit, in, in uh, handcuffs, in, let's say, another year, uh, Donald, only, only will Donald Trump will that let me down, really. But somebody here, this fight, this fight needs to be fought. And it needs to be fought in the Senate because we know the sham impeachment there. But this could, but this in the Senate, this if it, when it goes to the Senate, this can open the door to a lot of things. And I think this is a good fight. Every time I listen to your show, everybody talks about how we're heading to the new world order or whatever, new one world government. It may very well happen, but I think we can delay that. Certainly, the election of Donald Trump three years ago has. So I think we need to have this fight. People don't need to cowl. We need to rise up as Americans, as God-fearing, red-blooded Americans, no matter what the color of our skin is or whatever, for once, and give the give the left exactly what they deserve. I know they got better game on the system than the average American and the way we vote, but I really believe if we put up the fight, we can just they can be just as scared as us as I they wish. are Donald Trump. And the truth is. They fear Donald Trump, and we need to make them fear us. And I'll- See, I wish, sorry, Joe, I wish that I agreed with you that he is what he says he is, a swamp drainer, the the scariest thing the left has ever seen, that he's kicking the can on the New World Order like he convinced us, well, not me because I'm just terminally cynical, but that that he was the anti-globalist. And then I looked at the USMCA, the United States-Mexico-Canada trade agreement that passed this week that was signed. It still has to pass the House and the Senate. We can stop it. I think we should do everything we can to stop it. This is, I want to talk about it later on, but 57% of the text 
of USMCA was word for word lifted, cut and pasted from the TPP, which Trump said, that thing's got to go. I'm ushering in a whole new world. 72%. There was, I think, 32 out of the 33 or 29 out of the 30 chapters in TPP have equivalents in USMCA. And 72% of the articles within those chapters are equivalent to TPP. So I would say it's 70% the same document. And that, I believe, is going to be this cornerstone, this foundation stone to plug in. There's actually a provision in it that says if you enter into a unilateral agreement with another non-market country, not Canada or Mexico, you have to come back here and we can kick you out of this North American Union if you enter into China, enter into UK, whatever. But we would never do that. So probably they're going to plug those other agreements into the USMCA. And I really think that's what Brexit is about and everything. I think we're going to a, this is globalism and it's happening behind the smoke and mirrors of impeachment. And even though I think that's what's really going on, the impeachment still made me mad. So help me figure that one out, if you would. I'm going to ask Brandon. I'm going to go to Brandon next. Brandon, you're on with Monica. Monica, first, I just want to say I love everything you do. I'm on board 100%, and I probably go even a little further. And just to add to the point what you just said about this globalism coming in and impeachment being a distraction, I really feel that these global elites, they're, they're just so many steps ahead of us. So anytime there is a movement going, like you have the Ron Paul freedom movement going, which is great. And then I feel it kind of got hijacked and taken over. I mean, they still have a great movement going, don't get me wrong, but the larger um, angst that that was addressing got taken over by Donald Trump. And that totally happened, agree. same thing with Barack Obama with the wars, you know, when he got, he just took that anti-war movement of a left and he harnessed it to get elected, basically. And the militarization of the police was becoming something that was uniting us, and they turned it into a race thing. Yeah, exactly. And I feel that these guys that like the CFR and all these, you know, trilateral yeah. trilateral commissions and stuff, this is the stuff that they talk about. They see these things coming. And I was able to see this because uh, in the last year I got into, I guess you could call it like occult studies, but it's just really about psychology and it's just about how uh, they use like things like astrology and tarot. I mean, I was great, as crazy as it sounds, but they use this to predict the, uh, what's going on with people and the, the trends that are coming up. So they have these things ready made to go. Oh, yeah. You know, they just slap them on. It's crazy. I will say, I think, I, I think a lot about that occult stuff because, first of all, I think absolutely they had the psychology thing down. You can go back to as far as the report from Iron Mountain in the 60s where they talked about they use computer studies to figure out the impact of a tiny policy change on uh, some economic situation in one corner of the world. Like they have been using their analytical ability and their research that we fund not to share it with us but to use it against us i absolutely believe that the occult stuff leaves me kind of scratching my head because i believe that they use that occult stuff to to control people's minds maybe or like get them into thinking they're i don't know what i'm not sure if the occult stuff is a way if they really even believe it 
or if they are just using it as a tool. Is there really an occult element? Because when you see some of the terrible things they do, false flags or whatever, you have to wonder what kind of, they have a different moral architecture than we do for them to be able to do that stuff. Or is it just about pure, unadulterated greed and they use that occult stuff to make it look like there's something else going on? If you have, I have like a, a minute, but yeah, you can respond to that. Yeah, I love that you asked me that question. In a minute, I'm going to sum it up this way. The, the biggest thing is occult is just misunderstood. Occult simply means hidden. It's just yes. hidden knowledge of the human psychology that they've been using for years. So this could be used in a positive or negative sense. There's people that believe it goes back to Egypt, and it used to be used in a positive sense. And the way you can, I just want to say the way you can always um, identify them is by their symbolism. If you want to look into symbolism, that is the key to all of this. Like the symbolism and the tarot and stuff, they use it in all, like the uh, police symbolism. There's always an octagon. You no, know, I was going to say, do yeah, you really think there's some like elite at the top? But the police stuff does. And actually, Binkley uncovered that crazy thing about Kamala Harris. I want to take more calls. Brandon, thank you very much. I got to take a break. But Binkley, I want you to tell people about the police occult stuff with the Kamala Harris scandal, right? After the break? Yeah. All right, let's do it. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Everything she said was true. She knew. Nobody believed her. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Still very interested in your reactions to the impeachment, what you think the bigger implications are. Give me a call, 404-872-0750 or 800-WSB-TALK. If you're on hold, I will get to you this segment or the next segment. But first, I just want a one minute. Give me that bullet there, uh, Binkley, on what you discovered about some fishy stuff going on with Kamala Harris and an order of police. When Kamala Harris was the attorney general of California, a staffer of hers who received high praise in one of her reports, went around impersonating police officers to a bunch of police precincts in California, claiming to be part of a fraternal Masonic order that was descendants from the Knights Templar. And when he was arrested and questioned, he was asked if Kamala Harris knew that he was doing this. And he said, yes, she knew she supported it. And she has never answered a question about that, never disputed that. That was a very mysterious story that you laid out in great detail in one of our shows. If you want to find that episode number, if you know it offhand, we can get to that. And uh, it, it reminded me of when I was investigating. I, I mentioned a little while ago that I was, one of my videos, my one of my shows was taken down from YouTube. That was a show where I outed Sheriff Israel, the Parkland Sheriff, of having gone to D.C. for this training program that was an that was associated with an international order of police, in which case I don't even understand why that's a good thing. I don't want that. I don't want any kind of higher brotherhood than my community. That's why I want a separation of kind of federal and state. That's a form of checks and balances also. So I do think that there is some higher loyalty, at least the potential for that, which makes me a little bit nervous just speaking to Brandon's point earlier. But I, I definitely want to, I've got one minute to take a call. So I'm going to do that with Mike. Mike, can you give me what you got in one minute? You're on with Monica. Um, I'll give it a try. Are you there? Try. Yeah. Okay, well, my, my biggest thing about the impeachment was the, the rhetoric from the, the Democrats and the Republicans never seem to counter. If you read the transcript, for me, it was very clear. Trump and Zelensky are on the same drain-the-swamp type of platform, and they're running. And when he went through his uh, 
conversation in the transcript. He started out with crowd strike, then he went to Barmispo, which everybody knows crooked even during the Obama administration. And then he brings up the stuff with Biden and all. And to me, it's all about uh, his whole platform. I'm draining the swamps. And during Yes, I, I think the- that's a totally reasonable interpretation of that call. And that's why, since there is nothing more to it but a bunch of hearsay from people who are clearly biased or lying, we're going to get into that in the show. I think that, yeah, that's why I, I'm horrified that these guys are raising this to the level of actually... An impeachment trial. I don't like it. Stay tuned. This is Monica Perez.